0: Good afternoon and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode three of the DNVR Raptors podcast. As always, I'm Colton Strickler, and I'll be your host. If you've been following along the last two episodes, you know that the Raptors kicked off their first weekend of preseason matchups this week in, in Las Vegas. They're taking on the Toronto Arrows and Rugby ATL. Um, but one thing that's a little different than the MLR just says it's kind of gains its footing. It's only three years old, so. Every team kind of does their own thing for preseason. Uh, some games are broadcast, some aren't. I think there was only one broadcast this last weekend. That was the Houston SaberCats at Tasman Maco. Um, so I'll have I'll have more updates on what the Raptors got up to in Vegas this this weekend when when uh, the fells get back into town. Um, so I'll have some of those ready for you on Tuesday. I know we'll be talking to a couple of players, to a couple of coaches. Just get the uh, get the lowdown on. What went well in Vegas, what didn't, um, how, how the, all the training sessions and all that stuff looked. So I'll be sure to update you guys on Tuesday when I get all that information. Um, so for now, I just kind of wanted to jump back into a, do a mailbag podcast. I know we got a, quite a few questions after the first mailbag episode, and that's something I really appreciate. So um, I'll knock out a few of these before. Uh, in the meantime until I can get you the, the information that you're looking for on the Las Vegas trip. So let's jump right into some of these. Uh, the first one comes from Spacebar, who left this comment on the last mailbag episode we did. He says, First comments are on the podcast. Good start. I hope to learn not just about the Raptors, but rugby in general. I'm an OG DNVR Broncos listener and commenter with Ryan, Zach, and Mace, but the Raptors caught my eye because I just moved to Ireland, and rugby is a major sport along with the Gaelic Athletic Association. So your first commenter, besides the staff, is in Ireland. Are you going to create a beginner's guide to rugby article for reference to common vocabulary, rules or regulations, maybe some links to resources? Will the mobile app update soon to add the Raptors to the team list when you click the number one finger at the bottom? The Raptors are on the main menu, but not there. Oops, excuse me. The Raptors are on the main dropdown, but not there. When will the Raptors podcast be put on the third-party site like iTunes or Overcast? Look forward to more articles and podcasts. Well, first of all, thank you for the space bar. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the, the comment. Thank you for the questions. Um, that's awesome to hear that we got someone in Ireland already, and we've only done two episodes. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the listening and, and chiming in. That's awesome stuff. Um, but as far as content goes, if people are after beginners, articles, or simple breakdowns of the rules, or simple breakdowns of positions and terminologies, that's something that I think uh, I think we could we could for sure put together something I've kind of have in the works. So I'd like to f- have a few more people read it before um, it hits the light of day. But that's something for sure that that's a possibility. Really, the world is our oyster and we can take this wherever we want to go with it. Uh, happy to I'm happy to do whatever um, people are after. So if that's what people want to read, I'm, I'm more than happy to provide that for you. Um, I have a, like I mentioned, I have a very rough draft of a dictionary that I put together a few months ago during the World Cup, but I would like a few more people to look at it before it hits live today. As far as Rugby 101 material, I know if you follow along with some MLR teams, a, a lot of them do their best at creating their own Rugby 101 material. If you go to Coloradoraptors. com, you'll see that they have a Rugby 101 tab at the top of their site. It's full of it's full of a, kind of the stuff you're looking for, positions a couple rules, or excuse me, a couple penalties, ways to score, stuff like that. So if you mill around a couple of the MLR team's websites, I, I'd recommend checking out the Raptors one. That's It's pretty well put together. Um, that'll kind of give you a, an idea of of just the basics, and it's not, it kind of sounds like that's what you're after. But if you'd like to come for me, I'm more than happy to do that, like I said. Uh, as far as the other stuff, the, the drop-down menu and the third-party sites and all the app stuff, I'm not sure, to be completely honest. I'll be sure to check in with the DNVR guys. That's a little bit above my pay grade. So um, we'll get that figured out for you, though. So thank you for the question, Spacebar. Um, like I said, I really appreciate it. And we'll move, we'll move on from there. So thank you, Spacebar. Next question comes from Janelle. She asks, what does a day in the life of a Colorado Raptor look like? That's a great question. Um, I know as rugby gains its footing in the USA, People are going to wonder what the, what the setup is like for all these teams. And I can tell you firsthand that the Raptors operate out of a truly professional setup over there in Glendale at Infinity Park. Guys are in there around 8 a.m. every morning. Start with some coffee, and then it goes straight into lifting. They watch tape. They do some classroom sessions. They do field work. They do recovery. Uh, they're eating lunch. They're eating dinner at the facility. They're putting in full days just like any other professional athlete. Yeah, and it's, like a, like I just mentioned, it's a little bit of everything. Um, they cover all their bases. They're there from 8, uh, sometimes till 5 or 6 at night. So, yeah, it's a pretty unique uh, setup here, I know, compared to some of the other MLR setups. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what a day in the life of, the, of a Raptor looks like. So, thank you for the question. The next question comes from Katie. She asks, what big changes should we be on the lookout for this season compared to last season? Well, first off, Katie, thank you for the question. Um, there's a couple big differences that I, I can pick out, and I'll go through. I picked out three right off the top of my head, but I'll go through them. The first big one, as I kind of mentioned in the first Mailbag podcast, is, is that the league realigned in, into conferences for the first time in its three-year existence, um, and that was possible because three new teams were added in, in rugby ATL that the Raptors just scrimmaged in Las Vegas in the New England Free Jacks up in Boston, and in Old Glory, D.C., out in, in Washington, D.C. So those teams added this year. It rounds out the league to 12 teams. And so the teams, or so the league splits into two six-team conferences, six in the West, six in the East. Um, yeah, so that, that kind of moved into my second point, that there's more teams, so that's another big difference. And, and the last big difference is the, the schedules will change just a little bit, just because last year with only nine teams – um, every team played each other once on at home, once on the road, make up the 16-week season with a two-week bye. So this, this year there will be one less bye week. Every team will have one bye. And you'll play every team in your conference twice, so once home, once away. And then you'll play three away games and three home games against a team from the other side of the conference, if that makes sense. So a team in the west will play <coughs> each team in the east One time, three of those games will be at home. Three of those games will be on the road. So those are kind of the three big differences that I picked off off the top of my head um, as far as differences heading into 2020. So hopefully that answers your question. Thank you for the question, Katie. Uh, For the next question, I got two that were kind of similar, so I grouped them together. I'll try to answer them the best I can. The first one comes from Zach. He says, I am new to rugby. How do I get involved in becoming a fan and learning more about the rules of rugby? Eric asks, What does a sports fan with an interest in the game have to do to become more familiar with rugby? I want to like the sport, but I'm not exactly sure how to get into the game. So I'll do my best to answer these at the same time. Um, I feel like this is a common issue with rugby Um, as far as getting into the game, where do you start, because there is so many places to start. Like uh, rugby is a worldwide game. There's a lot of different levels of it. And because of that, there's a lot of different teams, a lot of different leagues. And so it can be kind of overwhelming. You don't know which ones to pay attention to. Um, yeah, so I think the best way to get into being a fan and is just to pick somewhere to start. I honestly think that's the best way to do it. And there's really no better place to start than, than the MLR, the, the Colorado Raptors, if you're local. Which I assume you are, but just pick if you're if you're looking for a place to start, MLR is really the best place just because it's American, um, it's on this, the games are on at times that that match up with American schedules. Uh, the guys are local, the coverage is local, um, yeah, and it's it's kind of a new thing, so there's no better place to start than MLR. Um, and being a fan of the Colorado Raptors, if if you're a local person, so um, the best and I guess moving on, the best way to learn. Is to just start watching matches, start attending some matches, start asking people questions, follow along with the coverage. Ask me any questions you have. Um, I know the rugby, the rugby community is super welcoming. They're super; they just want people to be involved. And so, if you're at the game and you're asking questions, they'll help you out. They'll do their best to help you understand because they just want people to get to know the game, enjoy the game the best they can, be part of the community. It's a really awesome community. It's something I kind of talked about on the last episode it's an awesome community to be a part of, extends all over the country, all over the world, so um, yeah, the best way to learn is to just go, start watching it on TV, pick up on the on the common penalties, the the strategies, the terminology that you hear, and if you have any questions along the way, shoot them to me, I'll do my best to take care of them for you. Um, yeah, and I think hopefully with this ki- the type of coverage we'll be providing here at the DNVR Raptors this year, it will be It'll help people get into the game, help people understand it a little bit more. I'll do my best to clear up anything, any questions in these podcasts. I'll, I'll do my best to provide you with some, some written content that makes sense to you. Hopefully, tell some good stories of these guys because they're all super interesting. And I think really, too, being a fan of a sport is more about being a fan of the action and, and the game itself, but it's... It's becoming a fan of the storylines that kind of happen throughout the season, and because MLR is three years old, the, some of those storylines are starting to develop. Whether it be in the form of rivalries or or some established players starting to take shape over the over the years, and and uh, some of the some of the best storylines honestly revolve around the Raptors. To be quite honest, just give you just to give you a little bit of a background, the Raptors in the first season they only lost one game they lost to the Seattle Seawolves in the in the regular excuse me they lost to the San Diego Legion in the final game of the regular season and then they lost to the Seattle Seahawks in the first final so Seattle uh, Colorado beat Seattle twice in the regular season lost them in the final then last year Seattle beat the Raptors twice so that's kind of a budding rivalry being that it was the first the first finals match Colorado lost, Seattle won, so over the last two years, the overall series, uh, Seattle has the lead three to two, but the Raptors are the, are the one team that really do play them tough every time, so that's kind of the the first great rivalry in Major League Rugby, and there's a ton of others that are taking shape too, whether that be Houston and NOLA, I know that's a rivalry, um, NOLA and Atlanta, just based on the history of other sports and stuff like that, that's already a budding rivalry, and, and Atlanta hasn't even played a a formal MLR match yet, so there's a lot of things taking shape, I'll do my best to cover all of those for you, tell you the stories, keep you, th- keep you in the loop on the big things to pay attention for, and I'll have you up to date on all things Raptors, so hopefully you start picking up on these storylines, picking up on some of the rules, become more familiar with the game, and that helps you turn into uh, the big fan that you want to be, So, but even that you have interest is a good is a good place to start, and, and hopefully this is, introduces you to the rugby you want to watch, so and kind of moving, jumping off of that is um, there, There, like I mentioned before, there is so much rugby to be consumed. And if, if people are interested in kind of putting together a guide of what's going on, whether it be week by week or month by month or big rugby things around the world to watch, whether that be the premiership or the World Seven Circuit or maybe some local matches here in Colorado, I think that's something that, that can be done because like I mentioned before, people just want to get into the game, whether that be lo- going out to a local club match. I know any of the clubs around here would love for people to come watch them play. That's a good way to learn the game and, and ask people that are sitting around you. So hopefully those, uh, those po- bullet points answer your question. Thank you, Zach and Eric, for the question. I appreciate them. So cool, moving on. Next question comes from Cody, and he's got two questions actually. First one, he says, did the Raptors do well last year? Um, and to kind of answer that, they they really didn't do that well in terms of of the Raptors standard and the precedent the Raptors have set over the course of their existence. So I mentioned a little before in the last session but or in the last answer, but I'll kind of go into a little bit deeper into this one. So the Raptors went seven and one in the regular season. like I mentioned before, the only game they lost was to the San Diego Legion in the final week of that regular season. And then they went on to lose uh, to the Seawolves in the first MLR championship. So the Raptors finished at the top of the table and then ended up losing to the Seawolves in the, in the first final. Um, but last year, they, they responded to that first season with the 7-7-2 seven, seven, and two record. So that's seven wins, seven losses, and two draws. And that's not, uh, that's not great as far as the Raptor standards, like I just mentioned. The Raptors are used to competing for championships, finishing at the top of the table, um, and last year they finished sixth They were two spots and 11 points out of a playoff spot so just really really wasn't an ideal season for them uh, yeah I know I know that they weren't pumped about it but that past is a past got to put it behind you and move forward so that's kind of that's kind of how the Raptors season went last year wasn't that good they did win they did beat some quality teams they did string a couple wins together but ultimately just weren't able to string the, the key wins that they needed together to go on some runs and and find a spot in the playoffs. So uh, the second question he asks is, what about the team excites you for this season? And so kind of moving off that, I'm excited to see how they respond. After a less than ideal season the year before, I'm excited to see what they can do in 2020. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of new players, uh, new coaching staff. And, and I'm excited to see what that looks like. Like I mentioned before, they, they prove they could play good rugby at different points of the season. They really can hang with anybody. That's one thing I do like about the MLR is it's kind of like, I mean, it's really like any sport, I suppose. It's anything can happen any week. It's super exciting. Just when you think you have a beat on something, there's a match that happens, and it completely changes the way you think about everything. So um, it's been good rugby. It's been good competitive rugby, and that's why I think just based off of last season, anything can happen this season with the Raptors. They made all the appropriate changes, I think. I'm excited to see what Pete Borlase does as a head coach of the team. Just from the little bit of, I've been around the guys this season, there seems to be a really good vibe around the club. Um, I've got the opportunity to go watch a couple training sessions. I've talked to quite a few people, and and it's just a good feeling. I really don't know how a better way to explain it. The trainings are super, super competitive, but at the same time, you can tell the guys are all having fun. They're laughing, but they're competing really, really hard at the same time. They're getting into the the little the mini games that they play. They're working hard on strategy. They're working hard on the conditioning. They're lifting hard in the gym. I know I've been in the gym a couple of times and seen them working out. So it's just a good vibe. Everyone's working super hard. They're super focused on returning to the top of the table, and I'm ready to see what what it looks like. So we'll get. I know we'll get our first first real look at them. Um, unfortunately, since these these preseason games aren't broadcast but we get the first look at them February 8th when they go down to Houston take on the Sabercats and we'll see if they're ready to go then So, uh, but personally I think they will be and I'm excited to see it so thank you for the questions Cody I appreciate them next questions come from Chad he's got a good one he asks if the MLR keeps expanding do you think that gambling could play a key role in the league uh, so I think this is a great question and something that I'm super interested in and it's something that I've been working on some content um, for the last couple weeks, something I'm going to work on moving forward. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave the, kind of that quiet. I just don't want to jinx it. I don't want to get people's hopes up and then not have it work out. So, But I should have some content coming out soon that dives deeper into the gambling aspect um, of rugby. And something, to be honest, is something that I'm personally, super, I'm really on board for this idea. I think just especially in America, the more you can, bet on something the more popular it's going to be and and it's kind of the the role the it's kind of the idea that some of these new teams that are forming are adapting in I think it's the XFL has already got a gambling sponsor Um, if there was a way to make fantasy rugby I think that would help with the growth but if you can bet on something the more popular it's going to be I just think that's the way it is I know just off the top of my head some sites carried lines for a couple MLR matches last year, I know for sure the, the MLR final. I saw some sites carrying lines for that. But I think the big problem that we'll run into as far as the gambling progression of this goes is I just am not sure that people, odds odds makers, and, and the people that set the lines know enough about the sport in general, and then it's more specifically the teams themselves to make those lines and those odds. So... I can see that being a big big problem just because it is so new. Um, it's something that Americans aren't familiar with, and especially th- just how young the MLR is getting to know the teams and, and the, the players that make up these teams and some of these key additions that are just kind of coming from nowhere. I can see that being an issue. Uh, and if Vegas is losing money, they're probably not going to partake in that very long. So n- until they get people that, that are super familiar with this, the sport and the league itself, um, I could see that being the big issue. But, like I mentioned before, I should have some more content coming on out that soon. Um, I think just the first two weekends of the MLR season will take place in Vegas. So, I think with that, I, it kind of seems like they're open to the idea of, of the gambling. and Yeah, so uh, that's something I'll for sure touch on later in the year. Um, thank you for the question, Chad. I, I like those. Uh, the next question, that's our final question for the... Second mailbag, please keep sending in more questions. We'll keep answering them as the season goes on. I like doing these. Like I mentioned before, there's no bad questions. If you have a question you want to know about rugby, if you have a question you want to know about the games, if you have a question you want to know about the Raptors, please send it in. I'll answer them. I I just would, like I mentioned before, I want people to get into the sport, and if this is how you do it, that's great by me. So send them all in. No bad questions here. Uh, The last question comes from Mario. He asks, comedic royalty Chris Farley played rugby while attending Marquette University in the mid-'80s. What was the state of rugby in America during that time, and could Farley have gone to the next level had he not chosen showbiz? Also, more importantly, what is your favorite Farley skit or movie? Well, first of all, Mario, this is a fantastic question. And, And Chris Farley's path to rugby is very similar to a lot of people's paths to rugby—it's something that, uh, as I was thinking about the answer, this is the the kind of the path my mind went on. So, like like a, like Chris Farley, a lot of people pick up playing rugby in college. They play the club rugby for their school, and they do it whether it be to try something new, just to meet new friends, um, whether it be for the rugby aspect or, or honestly the party aspect. Uh, and that's why people. That's why a lot of people do it. So. Uh, kind of moving on, if, what was the state of rugby in America during that time, being the mid-80s, and could Farley have gone to the next level had he not chosen showbiz? Really, Farley's options after playing club rugby in college would be to play club rugby in an adult league wherever he ended up moving um, for his job, and that's something that a lot of people do. A lot of people still play club rugby, um, and they do it just kind of out of the love of the game. They, they like playing. They like hanging out with their buddies. They like being a part of a team. So, um, unfortunately for him, there's not many opportunities in, in pro rugby in America in the mid eighties. If he was good enough, he could have gone overseas to make it pro, or he might've got picked up by USA rugby and the Eagles, um, play on the world cup or something like that. But as far as, uh, as far as his options, that's kind of where they end. So I would like to think that he would have just kept playing club rugby if he didn't start acting, doing movies and being on Saturday night live, but who knows, um, then his second question was, could Farley have gone to the next level had he not chosen showbiz? Um, just based on, I mean, the way he acts and the movies and the skits that he did, he seemed super agile for a big guy. Seemed super light on his feet, he could move around really well. So I bet he was pretty good at rugby. I bet he was a good prop or whatever, hooker or whatever he played. I bet he played in the in the front row. And uh, I'd like to see him what he could do with the ball in his hands because, like I said, he was super agile. He's light on his feet. He's jumping around. Um, yeah, so I bet he was pretty good at rugby, and who knows, if he kept working hard, he might have made it to the next level. And finally, um, his most important question, what's my favorite Chris Farley skit or movie? Uh, I th- I just think I love I love him in Billy Madison. Billy Madison is one of my favorite movies. It's one of the movies, if I see it when I'm scrolling through the TV channels, I'll stop and watch it no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I've got going on, whether I've got to leave in 20 minutes or whether I'm posted on the couch on a Saturday. Love Billy Madison. Love him as the bus driver. I think that's some of his finest work. But it's really hard to pick a bad Chris Farley Skitter movie, to be honest. So, yeah, thank you for the question, Mario. That's a great question. All of them were great questions. Like I mentioned before, please keep sending them in. They can be they can be as, as silly as Mario's question, or they can be as serious as, as what a day in the life of a Raptor looks like. But all good questions. No bad questions ever, like I mentioned before. Keep sending them in. I'm happy to answer them and uh we'll we'll get you guys caught up on on all things Raptors, MLR, and rugby in general. So like I said, I've been I've been doing the this is my third episode of the podcast. I've been putting out some written content. I'll have a lot more coming up this week as we touch in with the players and the coaches about uh, kind of what happened in Vegas. Um not sure I mentioned it at the top of the episode. If I didn't, that's that's bad on me. I'm still kind of getting the hang of this, but Um, what I do know about Vegas so far the Raptors ended up knocking off rugby ATL Um, I'm I'm sure we'll get the lowdown on the on the on the details of the match and all that type of stuff but um, sounds like they started their their preseason off on the right foot with with a 32 to 26 win so good for the Raptors like I mentioned before they're working super hard they're they're training really hard. They're having a good time, and it looks like it's paid dividends in the first weekend. But we'll get you all the updates on that this week uh, when the guys return home. Be sure to follow all of our coverage this season at the at thednvr.com. You can follow us on Twitter at dnvrraptors, or you can follow my personal account at Colton Strickler. Um, I'll be working super hard to bring you all everything you need to know about the team, the league, and rugby in general this season. So keep following along. And like I said, anything you guys want to know, whether it be about a player, whether about the rules, um, you can kind of you can drive the content. To be honest, we've got we've got super cool access to the team and whatever you want to know, I can make it happen. So, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, We'll have updates on Vegas on the next show. Um, So thanks, guys. Hope hope you had a great weekend and looking forward to the week. And uh, yeah, thank you. Have a good day.